0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Come on in.
0: Well, welcome uh, where, to national radio? National radio? My name is Chris Curzon, and I'm joined with Follow on the, line, to tonight. the on line tonight, and uh, sorry for the uh, feedback, and I'm uh, 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 yeah. getting a really strong yeah. echo on here, so uh, everyone that's listening is not getting yeah. uh, the same feedback. The same feedback. Anyways, uh, if you need to call in, call in number is 638 If you need to email us, we're now at www.prayerinternational.org. Hey, Paul, why don't you open us up in prayer? Hey, Paul, why don't you open us up in prayer? And, uh. Okay.
2: Well, Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us this opportunity, Heavenly Father, to pray for the nations. This is Prayer International live today. Heavenly Father, we ask that the presence of God be outpoured on all of our guests tonight. We ask you, Heavenly Father, that you draw near to us. We ask you, Heavenly Father, you draw near to us in revelation. That you give each and everybody that's on the air and listens to our broadcast, Heavenly Father, to give them a fresh encounter of your heavenly presence, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we ask you that you pour out your Spirit on them, that you pour out the honey from the rock on them, Heavenly Father, so that they receive your love, all of the fruits of the Spirit, your patience. Heavenly Father, for those that may be in pain, we're going to pray for them tonight, Heavenly Father, that your knowledge, that your faithfulness will bound upon their lives, Heavenly Father, as we lift up all the nations, the youth, the colleges, Heavenly Father, the older, the poor, the sick, Heavenly Father. And Lord God, we give you all the glory and all the honor, Heavenly Father, for all the knowledge of God that You give us, and that You be the driver in the emotional makeup, Heavenly Father, and that You rearrange and establish the nations, Heavenly Father, so that by this broadcast, Heavenly Father, from us standing in the gap, that they draw near to You, Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. I think we got the echo and put it out. Just let Well, um, if you're just tuning in This is Prayer International Radio And like I said before, we're joined with Brother Paul on the line We've got a few people uh, called in And uh, listening by phone A couple in the chat room And we just want to lift up prayer uh, For those of you uh, that are in the chat room right now I know we had a request come in uh, From our friend uh, Pet Prep Radio And she was asking uh, for prayer for her back and uh, just prayer for uh, her situation today. So we're gonna just ask uh, for prayer. And um, I'll tell you what, Paul, you want to start that off? You want me to start that off? Or um, I know you had a something in your heart to pray for Sherry tonight. So um, she was asking for prayer. So I thought, why don't we just kind of jump in there and and just you know start there.
2: Okay. Um, we're well, sharing um, thank you for coming to the broadcast tonight. I know you're in pain, and hallelujah. we're gonna call on Dr Jesus um I've had several clients, at least a handful
3: that have had
2: um back problems, and typically because of. Of the workload that we do, and just we we just as humans, you know, just as our spirit, we have to renew it. We have to get everything back in line and everything back in check. So what I wanted you to do is get it. If you have a chair, a stiff chair with a back on it, where you can scoot all the way to the back of the chair and stick your legs out straight out from your body. Uh, Where you can see the balls of your ankles. And when you touch your ankles together, those two little bones, most likely they're not going to be exactly in line. So once you type on the screen and let me know, then we're going to pray to the Holy Ghost if he hasn't already done it. Align those ankles, correct the um, aligning of your pelvic bone, and uh, let you see that Jesus is alive today. So, at the State Fair of Texas, they can charge you a dollar, and they would give you a step animal for this, but here... The Holy Spirit's going to give you a, a healing in the name of Jesus. Can you hear? Now, I know there's a delay. Getting ready to sit down and pick the chair up. Chair is by the PC. Hallelujah. Well, Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord God, we thank you that by the blood of Jesus, we can literally stand in the gap from the heartland of the United States, because the word says that you are omnipresent, and Heavenly Father, you exalt your word over yourself. Your word says that you are not a man that you're going to lie. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, as your daughter draws near to you, with her own eyes, Heavenly Father, as she extends her legs out, Heavenly Father, I command, now I want you to make sure that you watch the miracle happen. Heavenly Father, we call unto your name. Your word says that by the blood of Jesus, we have a blood ball right. to call unto you, Heavenly Father. Abba, Father. For you are a God beloved. Heavenly Father, we call on the ministering angels, and we send them forth to Sherry. You know where she is. As we lift Sherry up, Heavenly Father, to Jesus. Your word says that by Jesus' strife she's healed. Your word says that we are to stir up the gifts that you have given us, the gift of healing, and we are to call things to be not as though they are. By the laying on of hands, Heavenly Father, I command her leg to grow out in Jesus' name. I command her leg to grow out in Jesus' name. I command her leg to grow out in Jesus' name. Lord God, as we minister to sharing, Heavenly Father, your name says that by soundness, health, and healing, Jehovah Jehovah heals, Lord God. As we send forth the chiropractor angels of heaven, the healing power of Jesus who resurrected on the third day, Heavenly Father, wherever your daughter has pain, We send forth a Holy Ghost sedative from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, Lord God, we thank you that your word says in Psalms one hundred three and three that you heal all diseases, all affirmities, Heavenly Father. In Isaiah fifty five eleven, to confirm it, it says that whatsoever word leave your mouth that goes forth, that it will prosper in the things that you send it for. And it will not return void. As I stand in the gap at the point of contact. For Sherry, Heavenly Father, I command that the spirit of pain Leave
0: in Jesus'
2: name. I command the affirmity to leave in Jesus' name. You foul spirit, I bind you and I curse you and I cast you to the sea in Jesus' name. Lord God, if we lift your daughter up to you, Heavenly Father, we thank you, Father. The praise and prayer that you give us, that the knowledge of God, that it will be the driver in our life through prayer, Heavenly Father. That the entire countenance of your daughter, the emotional makeup, Heavenly Father. That you rearrange every bone, every joint, every ligament, every tendon in the name of Jesus in her body. That every blood cell, every white blood cell, every red blood cell in the name of Jesus. Be corrected as you created her, Heavenly Father. She is the clay. You are the potter, Lord God. May you draw her closer to you, Heavenly Father. Pour out your spirit in the name of Jesus, Heavenly Father. Lord God, we thank you for her healing. And, Heavenly Father, we give you all the glory and all the honor in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, wending or sharing, when you get up off the floor and gather yourself back together, it might take 15 minutes.
3: <laughs>
2: Hallelujah. Some of the churches I go to, they lay on the floor longer than 15 minutes. So, if it takes you 30 you know, believe me, um, Jesus will heal every bit of pain that you have. Amen? So as she lays out slain in the spirit, being healed by Jesus, we want to thank everybody for coming on the platform tonight. Um, we thank God. And he gives us a fresh encounter every time we open our mouth and we shop in the mountaintop. Because his word says in 54-2, to hear my prayer, oh God. Wow. Um, her, her her chat says, I am good. I feel like warm oil dripping. Well, we pray that it be honey from the rock. So, as the Lord puts on my spirit I want to read The Messiah's triumph and kingdom It says why do the nations rage Why do the nations rage And the people plot a vain thing The kings of the earth set themselves And the rulers take counsel together Against the Lord and against his anointed Saying let us break the bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. He who sits in the heavens shall laugh. Why? The Lord shall hold them in derision. Then he shall speak to them in his wrath. And distress them in his deep displeasure. Yet I have set my king on my holy Zion of him. It says, I will declare in the creed that the Lord has said to me, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me, and I will give you the nations for your inheritance, and the ends of the earth for your possession. You shall break them with a the rod of iron. You shall dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now, therefore, be the wisest kings be instructed, you judges on earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the son lest he be angry and perish in the way. By his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are those who put their trust in him, Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, we pray that you send your son Jesus to the nations, Heavenly Father, We pray, Heavenly Father, that you lift up all the youth, the colleges, Heavenly Father, and you pour out your spirit on them, Heavenly Father, so their sons and daughters will prophesy to the earth, in the earth. We pray, Heavenly Father, that you raise up pastors, apostles, teachers, prophets, and evangelists, missionaries, Heavenly Father, and you send them to the ends of the earth in the name of Jesus. Lord God, for those listening, we ask that you send in your prayers so we can pray over them, as we pray over all their needs, finances, healings, breakthroughs, and as we pray for all the nations in the name of Jesus. Amen. So, as Brother Christopher is in the screen room taking calls, I go over here to the. to the screening room or to the chat room um, calling out the sharing Um, to see how she's feeling. I see that we have Wendy on the line and We just want to pray that God be her driver in her life. Did he change all the complexion, the landscape in her family? Did he give her the wisdom to take hold of her family, to be a Proverbs 31 woman in her marriage, a counsel to her children, to get them into a church and not forsake the assembly of God, because that's what God's word says. We pray Heavenly Father, that Christopher throughout the week with the connections that we have, because your word says that you will expand our tent stakes, Heavenly Father, and that whatever... Mass is in our family, Heavenly Father, that by the blood of Jesus you will wipe all their sins as white as snow Because power is in the blood As we cover their family, Heavenly Father, in the blood of Jesus We ask ask you, Heavenly Father, that you break every stronghold that the devil has on that family in the name of Jesus We lift their son up to you, Heavenly Father We ask, Lord God, that you pour out your spirit That you give him revelation, Heavenly Father, of disobedience and obedience. That you outpour Deuteronomy 28 on his life. And you counsel to him, Father. That you raise up counsel in his life, Heavenly Father. That you will prophesy to him, Heavenly Father, through your word. And that you will raise up a new generation in her family, Heavenly Father, that will go out and preach the gospel in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Well
2: what you need to say, Wendy, is your whole family is becoming whole. You need to repeat this self in your spirit over and over and over. Delete what you just typed on the chat room. You need to take the handle. You need to seek the face of God. You need to read the Bible. You need to soak in his Holy Spirit. You need to let him reign in your life because the word of God says that he will reign in the latter day. And that whosoever call upon his name, and you are a whosoever, that he will meet you at the point or whatever your needs are. Because God is not a man that he's going to lie. Amen?
0: Amen. Chris? Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. You want me to continue to pray? We'll pray for Wendy and Will and, and Christians right now, correct? I just came into yes, the call. Sir. So yep. i I make sure I was on the right page. Well, Father, Lord, right now, Lord, I just declare, Father, your word says, Father God, that us and our whole household shall be saved to the uttermost, Lord. And that doesn't just mean get a trip to heaven, but, Father, that means nothing missing, nothing broken, healing, uh, mental healing, physical healing, emotional healing, relationship healing Healing between the hearts of the fathers and the children And the mothers and the, and the children and the children and the parents Father, your word covers all that Jesus on the cross covered all that When he said it was finished, Father He died, Father, not just for our salvation But for our pain, for our relationships For everything in our life to get right For everything in our lives to come in right order so right now, Father, we take authority over this situation for Wendy, Lord God. And, Father, we just begin to declare your word that says no weapon formed or fashioned against the children of God will prosper or stand. Father, your word declares, Father God, greater is the Holy Spirit that's in Wendy, that's that's in her than, than he that's in the world. And right now, we just join our faith with her right now. We stand and we put a hedge of protection around her and a hedge of protection around this family, Father, we cover them in the blood of Jesus right now, Father. The Lord, we ask, Father God, that you would begin to move mightily. You said the king's heart is in the hand of the Lord, and you turn it whichever way you will. And, Father, we just declare you are turning Christian's heart, you're turning Will's heart, you're turning Wendy's heart towards your perfect will, your perfect will. Right now we come against every scheme and attack and assignment of the enemy. And we declare that nothing by any means shall harm you. Jesus said he's given you all authority, Wendy, in heaven and earth. As a child of the most high God, Jesus himself said, you you have more authority in your life than John the Baptist, believe it or not. He said even the least of these in the kingdom have more authority than John the Baptist. That means under the new covenant, As believers in Christ, we really do have authority over all the power of the enemy. The problem is where most of the victory is lost and where the battle is lost is in our minds. It's in our minds. If we can just get the truth of the Word of God in our minds, and we can get the truth of the Word of God in our hearts, and then begin to declare it and confess it and stand on it confidently, we will see God's Word come to pass. God says He's not a man that He should lie, nor the son of man that He should repent. Listen, He is a, a truth. He is truth. He, his his whole point of reference is from truth. Okay, there, there's no lie, there's no deception, there's no partial truth. The word of God is truth. And if He says you and your household shall be saved, then you need to begin to confess that on a daily basis. God even though in the natural it doesn't look like it. I know your word says my whole household shall be saved, even though I don't see it yet. See, we're not telling you to say anything that's not true. We're not telling you to to live in a make-believe land and and just babble a bunch of scripture when, when everything in the world seems like it's going to hell in a handbasket. But see, the way we say things has a big effect on the way things turn out. And you can say something one way, and actually bring a curse on yourself or say it just in you know, a more positive choice of words and begin to tap into the things of God by speaking and lining up and declaring and decreeing what the Lord is saying over your family. So what we're saying is don't don't just come to God and say, Oh God, you know, this, this, this and this stand stand on the reality of what's going on. Look at it for for what it is, but Instead of saying God, my family's falling apart, and I'm not and I'm not getting on you, but I, I just want you to to hear this and get this in your spirit because, well, you know, we're doing this. We love people. We're doing this because we want to see families restored. We're doing this because we want to see ministries increased and go forth and prosper and, and bear fruit. We want to see things in your life come together, and we want to see the glory and the will of God come to pass in your life. And so, instead of saying my whole family is falling apart. Say, Lord, even though I don't see it yet, I know You're going to bless us. Lord, Your Word says my whole household shall be saved. Even though You haven't done it yet, Lord, I know You're going to do it. Now, You haven't said anything that's not true. You haven't said anything different. You haven't said some make-believe little fairy tale, you know, statement. But what You're doing is You're shifting those negative words. And you're confessing the word of God and the word of truth over your family. Now listen, the Bible says in the Proverbs that we have the power of life and death in our tongues. And those that love it will eat the fruit thereof. What that means is as you begin to speak and declare, your words will go forth into the earth and bring change. As you begin to speak and declare the word of God, as you begin to pray the word of God, Okay, and this is something that we we all need to learn. See, God responds to his word. God responds to faith. God doesn't just respond to need. In fact, there's lots of people, if you look at the Bible, there's a lot of people that had need. And they didn't get a blessing. But those that, that went to God in faith, those that went to God in faith, in believing, he that comes to God must believe that he is. And that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And as you begin to believe his word, as you begin to confess his word, as you begin to pray his word, and for a while it may seem like hard work. Let me tell you something. Digging, okay, uh interceding, plowing, we use these different terms, because what we're doing is we're we're trying to cause a realignment and bring order the order of the kingdom of God and the order of the things of the Spirit into our natural realm. See, there's something that happens when we begin to line up with heaven, and we begin to say and pray and, and declare like Jesus said to and like the Word of God says to then it actually brings God's supernatural touch into our natural realm. And the reason why a lot of people don't ever experience these breakthroughs in prayer and they don't experience these healings, and they don't experience these supernatural experiences with God, is because they're not pressing into the Word. They're not declaring and confessing the Word of God over their lives. And I don't mean just one time, or for a week and then stop, or for even a month and just stop. Listen, I prayed for my mother. And now, I, I'm not putting this out there to, to discourage anybody's faith. I prayed for my mother for 20 years. I didn't stop. I did not stop. I prayed for her for 20 years. My wife had the privilege of leading her to the Lord a couple of years ago. Okay? But I didn't stop. Now, I'm not telling you it's going to take 20 years. I'm not saying it's going to take 10 years. I'm not even going to say it's going to take a year because with God all things are possible. Okay? But stand on the Word of God and pray it through until you see things change. Get with intercessors. Get with people you can pray with. And if this is the only... Uh, prayer group you have, then call us on a daily basis. We'll keep standing and we'll keep praying until things turn around. Okay, but the, the, the key is is be tenacious. Be consistent. Okay, and keep keep can it's like chopping a tree down. You take that axe to the tree and after you, you, you hit that tree a couple times, that momentum, you keep hitting it, and you keep hitting it eventually you're going to break that last piece of wood out, and that sucker's going to fall one way or the other. And hopefully you know how to cut at it so it falls the right way. Okay, and the right way to cut at this in the Spirit is with the Word of God. See, if you cut at it the wrong way, if you cut at it with your human reasoning, and you cut at it with your own words, and you cut, out, cut at it with doubt and unbelief, then it could fall the wrong way. But if you cut at it with the Word of God, and you cut at it with agreement with with people of faith, you can believe God, that God is faithful, and he keeps his promises. And that eventually he's going to knock this tree down, you know, he's going to knock this mountain down. Okay, he's going to move this mountain right out of your way. And you're going to see order in your family. Now, I don't know how he's going to do it. I don't know what he's going to choose to use to do it. I don't know what what type of thing is going to have to happen to... to just causes this to, to just, you know, manifest in your household. But listen, God's faithful, and he will make a way. So don't try to figure it out in your mind. Don't try to reason it, and, and but just trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. He's got it. He's got this. And he will see it to pass. He will bring it to pass. So let me pray for you And then I'm going to turn it back over to Paul uh, Just for a minute And uh, I, But I just really felt like I needed to just stop and just say that to you to, to just encourage you See faith comes by hearing And hearing by the word of God And as you begin to realize how much God loves you And how much God loves your family And what he wants to do for your son And your husband and you okay. And as you begin to listen to his Encouraging words Feed your spirit that will build the trust And the confidence See faith is nothing more than really just having A confidence in God That he'll do what he says he can do You know we try to make faith this huge uh, Supernatural word But really it's just trust and confidence It's believing God It's trust in God, it's being confident That God is able <clears throat> And so as you begin To listen to the words of truth Wash over your spirit tonight I want you to just breathe deep And just set your heart, God, I'm going to trust you. God, even though it doesn't look the way I wish it did, I'm going to trust you. Even though I don't see the answer yet, I'm going to trust you. So you're not saying anything that's not true. But you're just being careful how you declare and decree of it. See, as you speak these things over... Trust me, our words are powerful. And sometimes even our own statements and our own words, our own belief systems can slow down our prayers and even sometimes keep them from not coming to pass right away. But if you'll begin to get the word of God in your mouth, you'll begin to confess God's word over your marriage and your husband and your son and yourself. Your prayers will get answered a lot quicker. Trust me. I've been doing this for 24 years. Okay, haven't done it right the whole 24 years, <laughs> but I've been attempting you'd have to run after God for 24 years. And I've learned some things, some by mistake, some through mentors and, and examples, people that told me the right and the wrong way to do it. Some things I learned by trial and error. Okay, so I'm I'm sharing these things to you because, see, if you'll just begin to do these things, even though sometimes it may seem hard to do it may keep a lot of pain and a lot of circumstance out of your life just by listening to the advice of a man or woman of God. And I'm not saying we've got the best advice uh, on the blog talk radio, but I am saying that we will point you to the Word of God. We will point you to the truth. We'll point you to God and encourage you to seek God and and let the Lord speak to your heart and and direct you in a positive way. But I, I do know this. You'll begin to confess that word over your family. And you'll be very careful what you say about your husband, what you say about your son, what you say about yourself, what you say about your finances, what you say about your ministry. And you'll start speaking what God says about your ministry and your finances and your husband and yourself and your son. Listen, you will see God's will be done. You will see God's word manifest and and actually come to pass in your life. So I don't want to keep you know, hammering that in. Uh, I've said enough on that. I'm just going to pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for Wendy. I pray for Will. I pray for Christian. Lord, I just declare, Father God, your blessings and your promises over this family. Lord, I just want to feel just the, the truth of your word that says the whole household will be saved to the uttermost. Father, you've called them, Lord God, to do great exploits. You said they, those that know their God shall be strong and do great exploits. Well, Father, we we can tell just by the the spirit in in Wendy and the spirit that's in Will that that they know you. They they have a love for you. They've got a desire to see your kingdom come, and your plan for those for them to be strong and do great exploits. So right now we speak strength over you, Wendy. We speak grace over you in the season of your life and that the joy of the Lord would supernaturally lift you up, that you'd find yourself in the presence of the Most High God, and even though circumstantially you may not feel like rejoicing, I pray that God puts a joy on the inside of you that's supernatural, that carries you through the hard times, that there will be days that you're just so full of joy you don't even know why you're full of joy. You just know that you are. There will be days that you're so full of faith and confidence That you won't even know why circumstantially, but you'll know just because Jesus is good that you're, you're just full of faith and confidence that day. And that God will begin to build you up on the inside in Jesus' name. Now, Father, bring peace over her. Take away all the anxiety right now, Father. You said be anxious for nothing. But let all things be done through prayer and supplication. So, Father, we pray and we intercede tonight. We supplicate tonight, Lord. And we say it's to your glory and honor, Father, that we want to see your kingdom come in, in this family's life. We want to see your blessings over this family, Lord, that you would raise them up to their full potential in you, that they would not miss one thing that you've set set for them, that they'd not miss out on one blessing from, from this day forward that you've prepared for them. And, Father, we call in their inheritance, Lord God, that they would rule and reign with you, and they would be one in their home, and they'd be one with you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen.
2: To
0: um, kind
2: of tag on to what you just said, Christopher. Um, for both Sherry and Wendy, if you'll go to prayerinternational.org and you'll go to the blogs... When you go to the blog section, which is the fifth section down, I want you to, I think obviously you ought to go through all of these, but if you'll go down, and you can even do this in your own house for yourself, if you go to the Thursday, January 5th, 2012, it says the power of your words. And if you'll watch these two videos on the power of your words, and then for yourself, I would encourage you to do this experiment for yourself at your home, using rice. And when you see for yourself what the power of your words does to rice, which the rice is consumed of water, and we're consumed of water, and in the tongue is life and death, and as you always hear people say, Oh, he'll never change, you know, once an alcoholic, always an alcoholic, you know, once a loser, always a loser. Whatever. Um, whenever people speak those words, they're they're speaking curses on people. So this will be a fast track element for you for you to personally get your arms around so you can with your own eyes, God gives his eyes to see, ears to hear. And when you start surrounding yourself with fellow believers and when you get out of the spirit of darkness with words, it's going to change the atmosphere that you walk in. So I put some information on the chat room here of a church called Life Church there in Fort Myers. I put that on there. That's what the Lord led me to. And first of all, I I honestly believe because we are so consumed of our flesh that one of the ways that the Lord ministers, and I know he ministers to my wife by worship. Um, We go to church. Mind you, I'm in an agriculture community. I'm in a very rural community. There's probably more people living on your street than there are in my entire community. My entire community is made up of a third of a block, um, and the rest is wheat fields and a big grain elevator. If I wanted to get a Coca-Cola right now, once the store closes at 6, i got to go to the grain elevator out here or right in front of the store, a little bitty grocery store, to get a Coca-Cola, a Coca-Cola machine. Okay, McDonald's is 90 miles away. So I have enough belief in God that I ask Christopher and Tracy to go to Dunkin' Donuts for me and tell Jesus that they're standing in the gap for me as they sit there and salivate and consume these Dunkin' Donuts for me because I don't have no Dunkin' Donuts. We don't even have a donut shop here, okay? Um, so one of the things I want to touch on is when you can get hitched up with the church it has got an awesome worship team People that are y'all's age God's going to pour into your spirit You're going to cry And all the shackles are going to be broken off of you You're going to get drawn in by his Holy Spirit You're going to get hitched up with some fellow believers um, You're going to start ministering with the Lord On honoring the Lord with your tithe and offering uh, It's all his money anyway Um, If you'll honor the Lord with 10% of your income If you go read Malachi 3.10 God is not a a liar that he's going to God is not a man that he's going to lie okay. And when you start to follow In the footsteps of Jesus And allowing Jesus to be the footsteps In the sand beside you and when you become as an image of God and obeying His commandments, He's going to take that ten percent that you have honored Him with, and He's going to supernaturally strength. He's going to stretch that other ninety percent. I am a, believe me, I I I can tell you from my own personal experience, I never tied in forty three years. I had ministers of God right off the bat as I birthed into my Christian walk on Milk Fire, who ministered to me and educated me the the extreme importance of tithe and offering. And then when you take that along with your youth groups, once you get your son tied in with the youth and you get him surrounded around that kind of fellowship and out of darkness, um, and and the reason why I would say go to a church that's got a great worship team because your family's going to like it. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, the devil's not going to like it when you start trying to get everyone to go carpooling with you to church. The devil's going to find every reason in the world for you guys not to go because the devil knows once you get revelation and you see the results, it's like fruit, it's like a seed. It's seed time harvest. When you go out there and you plant that seed, And when you go to church and the Spirit plants the seed in you, you're not going to walk out of there bearing fruit immediately. It's going to take time. It's called transformation. And as time goes by and you start speaking life over your family, that you and your husband have a great marriage, that my son is going to be a scholar, he's going to get a scholarship, my son's grades, I know he's going to start getting revelation of the importance of his grades. And you just start speaking these things over him, you may speak it over him, and you may not see immediate results. you got to walk by faith, not by sight. And eventually, it's just like if you took a Kool-Aid jar, jug, a one-quart Kool-Aid container, and you got some red dye, and you started dripping one drop at a time. When you drop that first drop in, you're not going to see much. Most likely it's going to be the same way when you go to church, other than the first time you go to church, seeking for God because you're at the bottom of the bucket. You're at the bottom of your life. You need you need an outpouring of God in your life. You may have a miraculous encounter with God the first time that you go there. The pastor may have discernment and call you out of the pile of a people. He may pick you out of a haystack, just like a needle, because the Holy Ghost is going to send him right to you, just like he did my mom at Pastor Steve Solomon's church. Pastor Steve Solomon knew that my mother needed it, but my mother, because of the enemy, did not want her. He said, you. And he hollered at my mother, and I looked at her like, well, why are you at my mom? And he said, come here. And he told my mom to come over there. As soon as my mom walked up, he put his hands in her face, and my mom fell out under the power of God. And all the way from Dallas, Texas to Fort Worth, Texas, my mother was saying, Oh, I, all that, all that. I'm not going to go over there and act like I'm speaking. I'm not going to fall out for nothing. I'm not going to fake it. Na, 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 na. You know, all that junk coming out of her mouth was the enemy talking. Okay? But you can, I'll get my mother on the phone tonight, and I'll let my mother tell you when Steve Solomon laid hands on her, he, he didn't lay hands on her, when he put his hands up to her face, she fell out of the power of God, her mouth was sitting there jittering, and my mom saw a big, either a green hen or a gold hen, and my mom was slaying the spirit. Now my mother will testify to the nations that God is real, being laid out you know, my mother didn't want to be laid out with her shirt up. And, you know, I mean, the devil wants to do anything he can to destroy what God can do for you. So when you start going to church and you start crying because of the presence of God and you start sweating uh, because of the anointing that he's putting in your life so that when you leave there into captivity, you can set the captives free because of your test and because of your message, because of the message you have been in and what God is bringing you through, when you break through that wall of storm, you're going to be set free. So it's just like that drop of dye. Every time you drop that dye in there, that water is going to turn more red and more red and more red, or eventually it's going to be completely red. And that's the same way that... Um, um, uh, The Holy Spirit works in your life. For me, I had a major encounter, okay? I went to church. I was pretty much up on, you know, I was almost drugged to church. Um, I had a drug problem, okay? Not the drug problem that most Christian families have whether children are drugged to church, I was on a list of drugs for 35 years of my life. You know, was I strung out every day? No, I still went and I worked the stock market and sold oil wells. But the day I went to go to church, we celebrated. We went that night. and It was like I went through a car wash. When I went through that, I was washed in the blood of Jesus. And I can tell you I've never touched drugs since. Okay? And that's a that's a major encounter of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Um so so Amen. Uh, Amen. Uh, uh I'm I'm reading I'm reading as I'm uh I'm reading a chat room discussion. You know, finding a good church is very difficult. Yes it is. And the reason why a lot of times finding a good church is Very difficult is because you got to use, you got to facilitate and allow the Spirit of God to work in you with the Spirit of discernment. And you got to understand that just because you're in a church of believers or you're in a church full of humans, the flesh, you know, if you just listen to pastors talk, they say that 2% of the conversation congregation honors the Lord with the seed and the tithe, the tithe and the offering. So if you had people in there that are going to church and only 2% across the board really honor the Lord with the tithe and offering, that means you really got to use the spirit of sermon of who you're going to surround yourself around with. Because if they're stealing from God, they're going to steal from you. And how are they going to steal from you? They're going to steal from you by planting seeds. Into your mind, so you got to go there for yourself. You got to go there with blinders on, and you got to go there focused, and not go there as a social event. You got to go there seeking the face of God, and keep your blinders on. And if you'll go there for you and your family, okay, and seek the face of God, He will appear. So, you've got two churches there that you can go to. Uh,
0: I'm putting an one on
2: too you know uh, you know go uh you, you've got to go camping, you know you gotta go looking for a camping spot to seek out jesus um yes, I mean, I know the church that I'm in, the Holy Ghost is there because I just have a prayer going to church, and exactly what I prayed about when I go to church my 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 pastor. Will precisely be preaching on the subject that I was having in my in my, char, in my vehicle going to church. So, you know, me and Christopher are regular old dudes on the block. Okay, we both had major encounters with Jesus. You know, um, have we have we fell off in the bar ditch at times? Sure, we have because we're normal. You know, um, but we're able to sell. To you and express our mass that we've been in, which is—I promise you—we was in a lot of dung, okay? Uh, we was in a mountain of dung, okay? Um, so, you know, um, you know, I'm reading a deal here. That says I'm better off staying home worshiping with Joe Osteen's live service where well, you are. But that's not what God's Word says. God's Word says, do not forsake the assembling of God. So you're missing the boat, you know. Um, It's like going to the New Bronsfields to go down the river, to go uh, canoeing, uh, canoeing down the river, you know. I promise you, sitting on the shore watching everybody else going through the rapids, it's nothing like getting in the river. You know, you most likely will never have the encounter of Jesus at home like you would going to a church. I, I, I watch, you know, we have TV in here, and 80% of the time our, our TV, okay, is on TVN. Um, and for four years, we didn't, you know, three and a half years, we didn't watch nothing but TVN. Because the church that I was living in, we only had standard cable, and you know, TV it was all we watched. You know, God just—he took us out of darkness and cleansed us. For um, now, we're able to go back and watch regular TV. And we just limit what we watch. You know, I, I don't get out there watching a bunch of cookie television. I just don't do it. I, you know, I—it's uh, not the lifestyle I want to live anymore. So. Um, uh, you know, so, you know, Christopher?
0: Yes, sir? Um, you want to add anything? Yeah, I just want to say, you know, um, for a long time in my Christian walk, I I did the stay at home and, you know, watched Daystar or TBN or Christian television or whatever was on at the time. You know, I've been doing, uh, you know... Community, I've been, you know, walking as a believer with the Lord on and off since, you know, 1990, okay, so quite a while, what, 22 years, 23 years, maybe 89, so just just right before, actually, um, more or less, so what I'm saying is this, you know, what Paul's using the analogy about the, you know, the, the river ride, you know, it's like anything, you can watch something on TV and you can experience it You can still feel the presence of God You can still enjoy the worship and the music and all that But there's something different about getting around believers You know, there's there's impartation that takes place You know, it's one thing to watch and get teaching Or listen to a radio show and get teaching uh, And get information Okay, and being informed But really what we need as a body of conscience is impartation And what that is Impartation is and I don't know how... Paul, do you want to explain the difference between impartation and information? Uh, I don't know if you want to give your your example of it that you used to give me back when you were, uh, you know, making those phone calls. But I know when you explained that to me, that was probably one of the best examples of impartation. Um, do you want to explain your, your thought on information and impartation, what the difference is?
2: Well, um Forgive me if I don't sound like a theologian when I say it,
0: but... No, no, uh, I don't want... I just want want down to earth, you know, uh, Ah. down to earth. Yeah.
2: Well, um, we can all control conversations by our word. And even emails. Emails carry a presence in them. Um, you know, once you hit the button on a keyboard and you hit send, you can't change the message that you send in that message, in that email. Um, the one email can change your whole relationship. And when you're on the phone, and I've been on the phone for 28 years, whenever somebody picks up the phone, most likely, Within five seconds. Oh, hey, is somebody climbing through the window? Yes. Yeah. It sounds like somebody's climbing through the window over there. Yeah. Okay. Tell them. Tell them. Give me. A, give us about uh, forty-three more minutes, and so they can climb through. <laughs> um, so. Whenever people answer the phone and everybody knows that it's listening, I assure you, in the first five seconds, you already know that the atmosphere that you put yourself in. Um, and that right there is going to be the bridge that tells you what direction to go. you got to match that personality, most likely. Um, I'm not really sure what Christopher was talking about, but impartation... Um, I can explain two things in also being under a minister of God's mantle, okay? Implantation is, from my understanding and for me, I've had men of God lay hands on me like Christopher, Dr. Mike Simons, Dr. Mike Murdoch, Benny Hinn, you know, Marilyn Hickey.
3: I've had a lot of
2: people lay hands on me. And the gifts that they have, okay, the Holy Spirit that's in them has flown, the fruits of the Spirit that they have have flown, have have transferred from them to me. Now, because God gives us eyes to see and ears to hear, I was watching all these phenomenal men of God, you know, Dr. Tim Story, Jerry Howell, um, uh, Pastor John Ogle, Dr. Mike Simons. You know, God called me out of darkness, okay? Drugs, alcohol, you know, a uh, bunch of friends that were Aryan brotherhood. There's a bunch of kooky atmospheres, okay? Prostitutes, you name it, okay? Um, I don't not prostitutes because Rahab was one, okay? We all know who Rahab was. But God called me out of darkness, okay? Complete doctors, uh, uh, darkness. And he parked me in what they the sign said non-denominational. Me, I personally believe in my carnal mind that they put non-denominational on there because the devil has feared people of the of the Pentecostal Charismatic movement. And when people talk about the gifts of tongues and the gifts of healing and miracles and signs and wonders, you know, they've heard so much garbage on the television and from their friends and family that, you know, they begin to believe it. And when I saw what these men of God were doing, not knowing anything about it, being totally blind, and then all of a sudden having a coming to Jesus miraculous moment one night after 37 years of drugs, okay, and going to a charismatic church and walking out clean, being washed in the blood. I'm talking about 35, 37 years, 35 years of drugs, okay? Um, And then walking into a charismatic church, walking out clean, never touching drugs again, and then I had an interest. I saw all these people having hands laying on them, without a tanks or gun or a gun or anything, knocking them on the ground and watching them sitting there for ten, fifteen minutes, and I thought it was pretty cool. So I had a thirst for it. I saw people getting healed. And I allowed myself to surround be surrounded in the atmosphere of people that were Holy Ghost filled, not full of pot roast, but Holy Ghost. And as I as I seeked God, okay, um he began to give me the gifts, um, you know. Um, and it's him that does the work, I promise you, it's not me. I didn't know any better. I see them putting a little bit of olive oil on people. Me and Christopher went to go see a gentleman that had been wheelchair-bound for 12 years, and we, we used an entire bottle, ten and a half ounces, from Dollar Jenner. We poured a whole bottle on him while he was out at the hospital. And the Holy Ghost gave me revelation that it was his kidneys. You're, Chris, am I lying?
0: <laughs> no, you're not lying.
2: Hey, um, you know, uh, we led the man to the Lord. Um, I asked the doctors um, what was wrong with him, what would heal him, just like pastors. Uh, Charles and Francis Hunter taught me and John Hunter. We asked the proper questions. I was driving home. God told me it was his kidneys, we went home, I studied kidneys, and I saw creatine levels cause paralysis of the legs and below. The next day, we take a whole bottle to Baylor Hospital in Dallas, Texas to go see David Maxwell. And when they brought him back in the room, he had an MRI, so he was out on the So we pulled his socks off his feet, and we poured oil on him from head to toe. Okay? He looked like a buttered bean. We used that entire bottle on him Now most people probably wouldn't do that But I didn't know any better Okay, But I can tell you this much His uh, his legs He started getting movement in his legs that night And You're talking about somebody who was paralyzed They sent him home oh, This was like uh, Wednesday and Thursday night and They sent him home the following Monday And So The impartation is, is Whenever somebody touches The Holy Spirit will flow through them and into you. And as you desires, as your heart desires, so will you. And here we are today, you know, we went from selling dope, you know, for 30-something years, whatever, and now we're selling hope, you know. Is it Jesus? It has to be, you know, because every night, instead of me laying over there in the bed with my kitten and my lovely wife, on a beautiful bed, you know, I choose because of the Holy Ghost and what He's done in my life to sit here from 10 o'clock to midnight every night praising Jesus, selling my story of what He's done in my life and what He's done in Christopher's life. And most people would hide behind a testimony like I have because everybody wants to judge them when that's fine. But, you know, all I can tell you is what God has done in my life, okay? So, um, uh, Hallelujah, and I give God all the glory. So if there's anyone in these prayer, you know, we will stand in the gap. One of the things I would encourage everyone to do is go over to our website and go to the links, okay? If you want to change the atmosphere in your home, okay, Uh, in fact, go down to our website and on the home page... If you go to the home page, you'll see uh, places to visit. I would encourage you to go to IHOP. That's International House of Prayer. And when you go there, I would encourage you to go to 24-7 Prayer and Worship stream. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and I would encourage you to leave that going on in your house. As long as you have the presence of Jesus in your house, the devil cannot enter. Amen. Um, and these these young men and these women there—they during worship, they pray. It, it will allow you to increase the strength of the words of your prayer, and I guarantee you, you'll be you'll be tearing down. Strongholds in your family Because Jesus will flow through your mouth Amen,
3: Amen.
2: So uh, Chris I'm going to let you go for. I'm going to let you take it for a second I'm going to see if I can't get my mother on the line
3: Okay
0: Sure Well just if If anyone's tuning in this is Prayer International Radio And uh, we are Just sharing our hearts a little bit this evening, Uh, call our number 619-638-8458, or you can check out our website, www.prayerinternational.org. So, you know, we're just kind of sharing a little bit. We're talking about doing community. You know, we're talking about getting involved in local church uh, activity or ministry or, you know, it's not even about activity as much as it is community. You know, a lot of times we can go to a place we call church, group of people they've got the singing, they've got the preaching, they've got the passing the bucket and all that stuff. But sometimes there's not real community there. And so, you know, we're not talking about just going to a place just to be in a place. You know, but we do need community. You know, the word of God says, Do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. Now, thank God we've got things like Christian television. Thank God we've got Christian Radio. Thank God we've got the Internet because it enables us to have more community um, throughout the week, throughout the night, throughout the day without the constraints of time, without the constraints of traveling, uh, having to get all, you know, dressed up for church and whatnot. But, you know, by no means are we saying, you know, not to join yourself to a local church. Uh, In fact, I, I do believe this, You know, whatever area that you're in geographically, if the Lord has actually called you to that place, if you're assigned there, if your calling is there, if if the Lord has led you there, then there are believers, I believe, and I think Paul would agree with me too. uh, If God's called you to, whether it's Texas or Florida or wherever it is, God has believers in your area that he's ordained for you to connect to. He's ordained for you to connect into and with. Because he, the way he blesses people and the way he uh, uses people is through other people. You know, how is God? When you, when you pray and pray and ask the Lord for, you know, something uh, that you need to do his will, whether it be uh, time or people or prayer or finances or resources or whatever you need, if he's called you to his assignment, if he's called you to do something, How do you expect God to get those resources and those things to you unless you have some type of connection? Now, obviously, most people go to work, so they're connected into their jobs. And, of course, God can use the people in our work. God can use the people in our general sphere of influence. But a lot of times, uh, predominantly, we're not always surrounded by believers. We're not always surrounded by people that are sensitive to the Lord. We're not always surrounded by people that are open to doing the things of God or, or to doing the will of God or blessing the people of God or even praying or ministering with or for the people of God. And so the reason why we're, we're talking about local church is there's believers in your area. There's believers in your community. They're somewhere. They may be in a little Bible study. They may be in a little home fellowship prayer group. They may be in a giant organized church, you know, with 3,000 people. 300 people, maybe 30 people. I don't know. But regardless, there is some type of group of believers that the Lord's ordained for you to connect in wherever you're at. And it may be for a season. You know, some things are seasonal. And a lot of times we get caught up into something um, and we get into the pressure of it or we get into the legalism of it or the restriction of it, the guilt of it. And uh, people try to put a lot of things on us we're not saying to just join a church just for the sake of of doing Christian activity. But we're, we're saying in the fact of you need community, you need people in your life that can be a source of blessing. And also you can be a source of blessing too, because it's not always a one sided situation. Um, And so we just want to encourage that, you know, myself, um, I am an uh, ordained minister. You know, I've I've been walking with the Lord for about 22 years. Uh, well, about 23, I guess. And more or less, um, you know, I haven't always been ordained. I haven't always been in ministry. Um, you know, I never finished Bible college. In fact, I ended up in full-time ministry before I ever finished Bible college. In fact, before I ever started Bible college, I was in ministry. Um, you know, I will say this. You judge a tree by its fruit. You don't judge a tree by the the paper on the wall. You don't judge a tree by what comes out of their mouth. You don't judge a tree by you necessarily what everything looks like on the surface. But you do, you know, judge a tree by its fruit. So, you know, there's. Fruit. I can say this. I know there's fruit in this ministry. I know there's fruit out of my brother Paul's life and Sean's life and some of the different people that get on this platform. There's fruit in their lives. Okay. I believe some of the people that connect with us uh, on this radio show. We we see fruit in their lives. We see and, and hear the testimonies. But you know, it's one thing for us to say a prayer and speak a blessing over you, a couple thousand miles away, or a thousand miles away, or a couple hundred miles away. But it's another thing for you to have somebody that can walk through situations with you that's right around the corner. And obviously we know Christ is walking with us. The Holy Spirit is walking with us. You know, God the Father is walking with us through everything we're going through. Okay, he's always there. He always knows. He always knows what's going on. But there's a body of Christ, not just the head. See, Christ is the head. We're the body. That means we're the hands. We're the feet, we're the mouth of Jesus. We're the hands, we're the feet, and we're the mouth of Jesus. And depending on where you're at in the process, you may be called to go into all the world. You may be the feet that are going to go into all the earth and do missions and travel and declare. You may be the mouth that God's called to speak and declare his word to others and to pray for others. You may be the hands that's called to serve practically your brothers and sisters or or those people that are in the world to bring them into the kingdom. But the bottom line is, is if you're just constantly around the head all the time, if you're just with Jesus, you know, one day the Lord spoke to me, and I, you know, I was going through a season of complaint. You know, I've always known that I've had full-time ministry in in my life and ministry call on my life and...
3: When I was younger,
0: I would get uh, into these job situations that sometimes I would dread. i just kind of stand a lot of the, the jobs and different things I had to work and do, you know, try to put myself through school or, you know, just to support myself, you know, when I was younger whatever. Even, you know, over the last 10 years, there's been situations I've had to do work-wise that, you know, I just was not content with. One day the Lord said to me, I said, Lord, why, you know, why do you have me in secular work? And the Lord spoke to me and said, I had to get you out of the house so that you could have opportunity to meet people. You know, you spent a whole season locked up reading your Bible, praying, developing, and, and this isn't necessary. Sometimes we do have to take seasons to just get along with God and get to know God and become one with Him and get familiar with His voice and get familiar with the Spirit and, and work on a process in ourselves. Once that process, you know, is processed, then we need to get out of our shell. We need to get out of our boat. And we need to learn to, you know, get out and connect with people. And so the Lord made it real clear to me one day that the reason he had me back in secular work is because I was spending all my time just praying and and reading the Word, but I wasn't really connecting with people in that season. You know, then, then I found out, you know, that even in the secular work that I was doing, you know, now I'm doing computer work. But throughout my lifetime, I did everything from acting, construction, uh, sales, and recently over the last three or four years, I've been doing IT work, as well as you know, co-pastoring and co-laboring in churches and you know, doing different ministry, uh, you know, like this, what we're doing right now. But you know, sometimes God just has to get us around other people so we can. Connect. And so, you know, just pray about it. I understand that we get burdened in churches. I can't tell you how many churches I've been through, Um, not only as a member, but as a leader. I can't tell you how many times I I would pastor, co pastor, youth pastor, prayer pastor at church and, you know, come across some real unsortly types, just some real ungodly people, some real carnal people in the church. Um, and I'd have to change my membership or relocate or something like that because it just was not happening there. And there's always going to be those situations and those scenarios. You know, there's two types of churches out there. I call them the 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 church of the sheep and the church of the goats. Okay? And so what I'm saying is this. Um. There's sheep and there's goats. And a lot of times they're all on the same farm. A lot of times there's mixture. You'll go into a church and it's full of Christians and it's full of just religious Pharisees that do not know Christ. They're playing religious games and they have their religion and their tradition and they're missing it completely. And so, yes, we always have those scenarios. I used to tell people, uh, if you ever find the perfect church, you know, the minute the minute you join it, it won't be perfect anymore. You know, because we're all imperfect people. You know, but regardless, you know the reason I'm, the reason I'm talking like this is we we just want to stress community. You know, and however you do that, you know, just find a local outlet, find a local prayer group, find somebody local that you can pray with, that you can connect with. If some of you guys are in the same area out there in Port Myers, uh, maybe you all need to get together and start a Bible study together. Maybe you all need to get together with a handful of believers and birth a church and find some, some godly leadership that you feel like is right on, and maybe they don't have a place to exercise their giftings. And maybe you should just get together and start a house church or a a, a small group somewhere And uh, just make that your local fellowship on a weekly basis or a couple times a month. You know, honestly, as a pastor, I'll tell you there's nothing wrong with that. You know, one of the biggest churches in America back in 1980 uh, was started with 13 people in a house. And within 10 years, they had 30,000 members and birthed 5,000 churches all over the world. And that movement was called Church on the Rock. Okay, I was a part of that in the 90s as a teenage boy. Uh, That's what helped birth the the prayer mantle and the prayer anointing in my life. Um, But that started as a 13-member home Bible study, and eventually it grew into a 30,000-member church, which split into 5,000 churches all over the world, and there were millions saved under that ministry, no joke. Hundreds of thousands and millions over a 15-year period saved under that ministry. Actually, in about a 10-year period. So, you know, what I'm saying is this. You never know. So we're, we're not saying don't have home Bible studies, don't have house churches, but have something you can connect into locally. So... You know, praise God. You know, and that's all I really wanted to to say about that. Um, I don't know where Brother Paul went. if he's still here or not? Um, looks like he is. Hey, Paul, are you still here? All right, well. I'll yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm here.
2: I, I, I'm back. I, I thought uh, I had to get off the floor. For what? I was listening to you talk about your testimony about sales and I fell out. (laughs) (laughs) Hallelujah. Best best salesman in Dallas County. Hallelujah. Now he sells
0: hope. Well, you know, uh I'll tell you what, you know what I was sharing with everybody. I know you were listening, but you know, if they can't find it, sometimes you can't. You know, you can't always find it in a big church. You know, you can't always find it in a, you know, and sometimes you may just have to find a small local group of believers uh, that are committed to prayer. You know, maybe it will happen in a prayer movement, not in the local church. Uh, And I was just saying maybe they need to all get together if they're all in that area. You know, we've got Pet Prep Radio. We've got Wendy Will, all these people in that area. Uh, Maybe they can just get together. You know, and uh, have a church, Uh, start a local church, or start some kind of local fellowship, prayer meeting, Bible study, Uh, and you know, obviously there's always going to be leadership. There's always gifted people, and this is one thing that we're learning, and this is one of the reasons we're we're using this as a platform too. There's so many gifted men and women uh, that will never have an opportunity to minister in a church. They'll never have the opportunity to teach from the pulpit or teach a Bible study, just because they may not get into that crowd or they may not, in in the eyes of man, be qualified enough or whatever. But if that's the case, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're washed in the blood of Jesus and you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and you're living a consecrated life and allowing the giftings of God to, to move through you freely, you know, sometimes you may just have to be proactive and start using your gifts where you're at and start gathering the gifted people where you're at and build your own community. Now, I'm not talking about go off and start some cult and get all weird, you know, and break the too late or anything. But I am saying that, you know, sometimes, you know, the Holy Spirit has a different agenda, and not every church leader is following the Holy Spirit's agenda. And so there is a balance. There is a balance. And, you know, we put some churches on the website for people to check out. I hey, always just encourage you to do, pray for them, check them out, give them a call, see what they're all about. It may be, you know, the the biggest blessing in your life. Sometimes we don't like the package. Sometimes we don't like, you know, it's like when the prophet told Naaman to go dip in the River Jordan seven times. He didn't like hearing that. He didn't want to go dip in the River Jordan seven times. But when it came down to it, he really didn't want to be a leper. And if there's something in your life that's got you bound, and there's something in your life that's got you tormented, something in your life that's keeping you back from the best that God's got for you, you know, don't always despise the instructions of a man or woman of God because you never know what kind of breakthrough or what kind of blessing is going to be tied to it. And you may not see it right then either. Because some healings and some miracles are progressive. Some blessings come into our life instantly. Some of them come as a result of relationships. Some of them come as a result of obedience to God, and then they come later. And so we don't ever know how it's going to come, but, you know, we're just saying be open to what the Lord has. And if it's not there in in the churches in your area, then find some believers that, that think like you do. Find some believers that are sick of the same old, same old. And everybody get on their faces and start seeking the living God so you have an encounter with the Holy Ghost. And then start your own deal. Get with a group of people and start, you know. And you won't hear a lot of pastors tell you this because most pastors are afraid to say it. Most pastors don't want to tell their people, hey, go hear from God and, and go do what God's calling you to do because they're afraid half their members will get up and go start their own church. But if you're really trusting God and if you're really a man or woman of God, then you'll give people the freedom to come and go and do what they got to do. To build and and to do the things That God has told them to do And so You know Just be open to whatever the Lord has In that Fort Myers, Florida area And Father we just pray right now For a breakthrough For a breakthrough revival In the Fort Myers, Florida area Lord Father we pray Father God For a great awakening In the Florida area Father God That you would begin to pour out Over the churches Begin to raise up Spiritual fathers Begin to raise up Godly leadership That's kingdom leadership Father Not religious Not tradition Not a bunch of Pharisees And Sadducees But Father Real kingdom people Full of your Holy Spirit Full of authority Servant leaders People with a heart To serve People with a heart to obey And Father We just pray Lord God That you would just raise up A mighty move of God in the Fort Myers area, Father. Even if you have to start from a handful in a home Bible study or in some building in a shopping strip, strip mall, in a shopping center, however you want to do it, Lord, just have your way, Father. And, Lord, we just pray, Father, for for our brothers and sisters that are listening in that area, Father, for you to help them to get plugged into somewhere, somehow, as you see fit. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: Amen. Well,
0: I'm just going to let you roll with it. Um, Anthony was on the phone with me earlier, and I was going to patch him in live, and I think he just kind of dropped off. Uh, we, I kind of left him banging for a little bit. I, I told him I'd come back and check on and we started rolling with it. And, uh, he'll probably call back later, or he'll call in tomorrow. Um, but uh, I was just talking to our brother Anthony, who uh, – actually a chef at one of the local uh, universities here in Dallas and uh, also does youth ministry at at a local church and just trying to be used of the Lord any way that he can. And uh, so we just keep him in prayer and keep him encouraged, and he encourages us. Sometimes he comes on and prays. But, uh, you know, wherever you're at, just just let the Lord use you. And wherever you're at, be open to whoever Mm -hmm. God wants to use in your life. It's a, it's a two-sided coin So Well brother You want to say anything uh, I know we've kind of been on the Subject of community and forsaking not the assembly Tonight which I didn't know we were going to go there But it's kind of how it turned out um, Well You want to pray for some nations hey, Or something you, or? Well, uh,
2: well The reason why I think that the Lord Led us there is because we have these women In the households You know um uh, I'm always of the opinion that women carry a pretty heavy purse string, you know. Um I know for me they've always tried to lead me in the path. Um and you know, my wife and my family um may sound wrong or odd or whatever, but I ca I, I, I kinda believe that my wife leaves Our family spiritual. Um, You know, my wife is living in some. um, My wife is working through a battle of hers right now at work, and um, as Sherry was talking about how people in the church treat you, you got to understand all the church is. A church is a, a combo. (laughs) It's a combo It's a combo meal It's part a restaurant And part a hospital You go there to get fed And you want to leave being healed Amen But, But unfortunately In the church So many people go there to get fed And leave there Broken And I talk about it all the time Because I come from the other side Of the tracks of walking in darkness you know I, you know I was walking in darkness because you know I didn't follow the commandments and I was drinking and drugs and women and wine and song and but you know when I decided that you know I had enough um and I surrendered to God I started going to church and people in the church you know they they just think they're on a pedestal they're better than everybody and and I don't say that across the board but a lot of the church, you know, they, they treat people ill, you know. Um, and, you know, you, you got to ask yourself, are they full of pot roast or are they full of Holy Ghost? And that's where the Spirit of God comes in regarding discernment, you know. Um, and, you know, me and Christopher going gone to some churches that are mega churches, and they got a young lady answering the door, you know, she opens up the door, come on in. And then 10 minutes later, we see him there acting like a clown, you know, um, and several instances. And all the, again, you know, church has its purpose, and I thank God for the church, because if it wasn't for the church, I wouldn't be where I am today, because of the love of Jesus that was there that day. But, Amen. you know, church... You know, guys, when you go to church, you just got to go there with the full armor of God. Uh, you got to go there to seek Jesus. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, you know, they're humans. We're all humans. And one of the biggest problems that we have in our walking life is judging. You know, um, believe me. Uh, I touched on it the other night about the homeless guy down in Hayes that has... You know, Red Lobster is excellent. McDonald's a dude, you know? And hey, you gotta take your hat off to a guy that's consumed of drugs and alcohol, you know, and out there that has a sign panhandling that says Red Lobster is great. McDonald's a dude, you know, um and
3: should we judge him?
2: No. Most cases they're lying because the devil's a liar. But, you know, Jesus said he's going to separate the sheep from the goat, and that's bad. And I don't want to get caught up when God puts an angel in my life to see if I'm going to serve him like he served me. He may have served me a different plate lunch than than I'm I'm going to serve him, but God does put angels in our life, and we are going to have to answer how we treat people. So, you know... uh, The best thing is brotherly love. So, um, you know, for those of you um, that have tuned in, Christopher and Sean has been working on the website, sharing. I wish that the Lord ministers to you um, spiritually, that if we have ministered to you, that you've been touched by God in whatever manner any of you. Uh, now that we have um, the, print, the the website, you know, uh, reconfigured, go to the testimony so people can see y'all's testimonies. Be the one leper that steps out of the river and testifies the love of Jesus for us so people in all nations can uh, uh, see the work of God at hand here, okay? So we got eight minutes left. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to you, Chris, so you can... Do what you want to do as far as Prayer International goes so that we don't get cut off at the last minute. I, I can't believe that we've been here for two hours, and I feel like I've been in a red light It just turned green. <laughs>
0: yeah, here It goes by really quick. Um, Hallelujah. Well, you know, if you're just tuning in or if you've been with us, we're, this is Prayer International Radio. Uh, check out our website, uh, www.prayerinternational.org. Listen, uh, we've got different tabs, different... Pages to go to. We got daily devotional to help feed your spirit and encourage you in the things of God. We've got some prayer request pages. If you need prayer, you can you can send in your prayers that way, or you can get into our email, which is prayerinternational at gmail dot com. Prayerinternational at gmail dot com. You can send in your prayer request that way, or you send in your info, any data, anything you want us to know that way. We can touch base with you, you know, on a regular basis. Um you know, and if you need to call in tonight or call in line to open for about five minutes at six one nine, six three eight, eight four five eight and uh we'll you know, have the phone line up for about five more minutes. But you know, I just want to uh I think I just want to go out reading some scripture. I just want to share a little bit, you know. Um obviously you don't hear us talking much, um you know, sometimes Paul does, and sometimes we do, uh, just talk about giving. But I want to encourage you guys, you know, if if the Lord's blessing you through this ministry and you feel led of the Lord, you know, we don't ever ask you to give out of compulsion or guilt. Be led by the Holy Spirit, okay? But this is good ground. You know, when you go to a restaurant and the waiter brings you your food or the waitress brings you your food, uh, if you like the job that they're doing, you usually leave them a tip, Okay? Uh, A lot of times, you know, we go to churches and we get fed. We go to Bible studies and and different places of worship. We we listen to different ministries. We get fed. And, uh, you know, the people that are serving you, bless them. And I can say this. Everything that comes into this ministry, we use it for ministry. I I, I work a full-time job. Sean works a job. You know, Paul and Olivia work. We don't take any money from this ministry. Uh, We don't use it for for our bills. We don't use it for anything. It all goes to pay ministry expenses. It goes to further the gospel. It goes into homeless ministry. Different extensions of what we do here. So I'm letting you know it's good ground. You know, it's good soil. And I can tell you that we've got integrity. We, We leave our books open, and we're very upfront about everything we have to spend, everything that comes in, everything that goes out. But, um, you know, if you're feeling led of the Lord to give into this ministry, you can go to our web page. We've got a a giving page, a donation page, where you can give by PayPal. You can also send in your uh, checks or money orders to our address that's on the web page. You know, so check that out. And, um, you know, I will say this. Luke 638 says this, and this is actually the first scripture Paul learned to memorize amen shall be given <laughs> pressed down, shaken together, running over, uh, shall men give unto your bosom, you know, and um the the deal is is with, with the same measure that you measure out, it'll be measured back to you. You know, if, if if you uh if you're a cheerful giver, guess what? You'll be a cheerful receiver, trust me. If you give cheerfully, God'll make sure when you start getting your harvest, it'll come uh, with joy. See, the Bible says the, the blessing of the Lord maketh rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. And that's one thing about the Lord. There's no sorrow in the Lord. And, uh, and if he tells you to do it, you can trust that he's got a harvest on his mind. So we're never going to ask you to do anything the Holy Spirit doesn't tell you to do. And I'll leave it at that. But if you will obey God, even in your giving, you will be blessed tremendously. So... Uh, praise God. Listen, we've got a few more minutes, it looks like, so I just want to go out in a spirit of prayer. I want to bless all the ministries that are with us tonight. You know, we've had Minister Grock, Two-Edged Sword, Pet Prep Radio. We've got Wendy and Will, uh, Antarctica, uh, Ophelia Kingdom here, uh, Brother Paul. You know, I just want to seek blessings. Blessings over all the the people that are listening. Uh, those that are in the chat room, those that are representing ministries, those that are standing in the gap for their families, that is a ministry in itself. You know, just to to raise up your children in the things of God to, you know, just function in godliness and in righteousness as a family and to be used mildly in the kingdom of God. That's what the Lord wants to do is raise up households. You know, whether there's one, two, or ten in your household, God wants to raise up households to do His glory. So, we want to just bless everybody, Minister Grock, everybody. Uh, you know, bless y'all. I want to speak increase. I want to speak increase over your ministries. I want to speak increase in your experience with God, that you would have encounters with the Most High God like you've never had them before. And I want to pray increase over your finances. Because, listen, as your finances increase, you can further the kingdom. As your uh, income increases, then your outgo, your outflow can increase. And, you know, we're called to be a blessing. And so I just want to encourage you to, you know, honor the Lord with your first fruit, with your substance. Use your gifts and talents for the Lord. If you're blessed, if you can speak, pray, if you have the ability to talk, then use your time wisely, use your words wisely. And pray and be a blessing that way If you can't do anything else You can pray for others It's a lot better than talking about others Trust me, I learned that the hard way We love to gossip in the kingdom And call it, uh, let's pray for brother so and so You know, but let's do this Let's just pray And get in the secret place And pray, like Jesus says And he'll reward us openly So listen, my name is Chris Herzog And we're joined by Paul This is Prayer International Radio We will be back tomorrow night at the same time, same place, and we just speak blessings over you tonight. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.